You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. We're here each and every week covering our thoughts and feelings about the TV show, The Biggest Loser, aired in the United States and actually all over the world, in many countries in the world anyway. And Father Roderick, we're going to try our best to cover two episodes of season nine, episode number five and six. Yeah, I'm, I'm still um, thinking back of that awesome, awesome time that we had with uh, Sione and Felipe uh, last week. Uh, that, was, that was so amazing to be able to talk to people that have been on the show. But unfortunately, of course, because of that, we had to skip an episode. Um, and so we, we've got some ground to cover in, in, in this show. However, before we start, Cliff, I, I think, I mean, I'm curious to know how you are doing when it comes to fitness and losing weight and living a balanced life. And, uh, and I want to share also a bit where I am uh, currently. But, 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 but tell us, what's going on in your, in your life? Well, Father Roderick, let's just jump right into the summary of the show. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, busted. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You told us to keep you accountable and to all, to always ask when you keep silent about uh, your progress. We had to ask you. You told us to do that. So I'm doing that right now. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much. I have been struggling, Father Roderick. I it's been unbelievable. And uh, you know, I, I can I can honestly say that there is difference between reasons and excuses, and I'm learning that. And I'm trying mm-hmm. not to, to be too hard on myself. Sometimes I just I, I put myself down in this so self-loathing um, path that I feel like so guilty about some of the the choices that I've made as far as eating and and physical activity and or at least the lack of physical activity. And and I, I, I want to say that I've been blaming myself and feeling guilty, which has led me to, you know, saying, you know, oh, I've been sick and I haven't been feeling well. And then I hurt my knee when I went to my daughter's dance thing and I was dancing with my daughter for a special thing that they did. And and I had all these ex- and I was calling them excuses and I felt bad about it. But the, I mean, the reality was, Father Roderick, I really was sick for three weeks. And True. and and there was there was one week where I literally only got out of bed for the biggest commitments that I've made. And and as soon as I was done with those commitments, I was the room was spinning and I went back to bed. So, I mean, I was really that ill. And, well, and you had bronchitis, which is also makes it very hard to work out or to walk because you constantly have to cough, which is, it's draining. It is. And I know it from experience. Like a chronic bronchitis, that's the worst you can can get. Yes, and, and, and I'm actually still dealing, I just, pa- or I, while you were talking, I muted myself and just coughed, because uh, I'm still, I still got that lingering, and when I actually do get up my cardio, my, my, it, it is actually a little bit more difficult to breathe, and by the time I'm done, I'm like, <gasps> kind of like that, so I do have, yeah. so, I have some reasons why I've not done the physical activity, but at the same time, I've, I've completely cut out all physical activity and 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 not only that but there i have allowed myself to really feel guilty about it uh mm-hmm. when instead of feeling guilty about the fact that i can't do the high impact super cardio stuff i should have been doing stretches and toning and things that i can do but instead i've allowed myself to just feel upset about the things that i i'm not i'm just not doing that big heavy lifting stuff that i've always been used to that's going to just really drop the pounds and so i gave up everything feeling guilty and then of course father roderick it it it's it's caused me to do turn to this thing and and it, i feel really bad about it 
but it's it's I found I found myself falling into some old habits of emotional eating, and and yeah. it's it's like I and and I got this great um, article that my friend Maggie sent to me that she got from the Jillian website, Jillian Michaels website, and it's about you know you just get into this this um, path of self loathing. And it, you just turn to food to numb the pain. And, and, and I've turned to food, and I will tell you, it's, it's like an anesthetic is what the email said. And that's exactly it. There, there are, there's been a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, and then a lot of you know, intense feelings about how I'm not keeping up. I'm not being that motivator anymore. And I've got this community of people who've got all these eyes on me, and I feel so much pressure to do more. And, <laughs> and I didn't get it today. And so... At the end of the day, I'm wore out. I'm stressed. I'm. I'm now. I'm just going to sit down with a big bowl of ice cream with some chocolate sauce and some Marciano cherries with that syrup on it. <laughs> and it's not been healthy. And I've gained. I've gained a total of four pounds over the last three weeks, which is not. What? Which is not bad. It's not bad. I mean, and and I'm not saying I haven't had any physical activity, but Father Roderick, my I've certainly have have been focused too much on work and not enough on my physical health well sounds like exactly like my story um <laughs> i've i've gained a few pounds as well i'm not sure if i gained three pounds because i've been uh it, it's it's been problematic for me after christmas honestly to to keep in shape and to live a, a regular life my life has been so busy and i've been working so hard and and i think my biggest problem is the lack of sleep I've slept, I've got this little sleep program on my iPhone. So I put my iPhone under my cushion every night and it monitors with the built-in uh, movement uh, system. It can, it can detect uh, how well I sleep. And also, of course, uh, it, it counts the number of hours. And I think I had a total of five hours or five and a half hours per night for the last month. And that has been derailing everything. It's It's been... Um, what it does it is it makes you tired during the day and when i'm tired i have no willpower so i have no motivation it's cold as we've got one of the worst winters since the last 20 years with lots of snow so there's ice i cannot go outside to run it's really dangerous you can break your hip and i've been using that uh as an excuse to to tell myself oh well you know i'll work out tomorrow you know and it was always this procrastinating and the fact of that that i was tired made it even easier to say yeah. well hey I feel lousy. I feel tired. <gasps> Some other day. And then, yes, exactly the same process. You feel a little bit guilty about it and you start to compensate with eating. And then <laughs> I, I'm in the, um, <laughs> as a priest, you know, we, we, we've just started this period of Lent, 40 days of preparation for, um, for, uh, for Easter. And for some reason that, that the, the prospect of, of, Having, you know, having to start Lent gave me an extra excuse to overeat because I was like, well, you know, these 40 days of Lent are coming up and that's going to be, you know, fasting and it's going to be a very moderate life. So I can binge now. I can go and get Chinese food twice every week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so um, it's funny that um, on uh, just before uh, the beginning of Lent, I told myself, you know, I need, I need to hold myself accountable again and I need to start a project. You know, I got to get the most out of these 40 days. And so I, I went out there and I, I told my audience, you know, I'm going to start a 40 day health and holiness boot camp. I was like, I, I, I got to do something special to keep myself motivated. And what better motivation than to actually, uh, uh, 
well, put myself out there as I'm, I'm going to help people uh, living a more balanced life to get healthier and, and holier. Why not? There is also spiritual progress that we all need to make. And, and I can only be a good guide if I first apply it to myself. And so <laughs> my first episode was about uh, stopping to make excuses and to really make a new commitment to myself and to my audience that, hey, I am, I, uh, yes, I failed. I fell off the bandwagon. But that's what the bandwagon is for, to jump on it again. That was Dave Ramsey who said that in an episode just the other day. I was like, yeah, he's right. right. He's like, it doesn't matter if you fail. We all fail from time to time. What, what is real failure is if you quit. And, and, and then that was Dave Ramsey. He's a financial expert. And he said that about, of course, uh, you know, uh, saving money and living, um, um, uh, living like no one else so that later on you can live like no one else. But I think that that applies exactly to our health journey as well. And perhaps even our spiritual journey. If we fall off the bandwagon, just don't spend too much time mourning about it yeah. and feeling discouraged. But instead, just pick yourself up and try again and try again and try again. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm I'm really glad that today we're we're going to go and do another episode of the Biggest Loser because I know that that there is almost no show in the world that can motivate me as this as this show. Yes. And Mary in the chat room says, "Hang in there, Cliff. Uh, it will get better when the weather gets warmer." And I know that's to be the the truth. I mean, gosh, when the weather's nice and the sun shines and and stuff like that. Uh, my goal, though, and my desire for everybody out there is, is I want to. I want to be able to do this in all seasons of life. I want to live a healthy and more balanced life. And I want to get out of this, um, this cycle of emotional eating and, and dealing with my emotions in a more appropriate manner. And I happen to know. I happen to know from experience now. And I'm so thankful to know this. But man, do I forget it sometimes. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm happy to know that I can actually uh, medicate my emotions with exercise. And, and, it, and when I do that... I'm actually out there and I'm by myself and I can think and I can process and I can see the bigger picture and, and stuff like that. And so it's like I, I I totally agree with what Mary's saying. And I know that when the sun starts shining again and, and I can actually see a sidewalk mm-hmm. instead of just snow, I'll be out walking and, and it's and life is I'm going to have fresh air. It, it, things are going to be great then. But I, I really don't want to wait till then. I, I want to like you, Father Roderick. I want to. I want to get back on the bandwagon and let's move forward. So, yeah. With well, that, I, I, start, I started running again, and uh, just uh, two days ago, I, I started training again, and that that did exactly that. It it it, it helped me process my emotions, and uh, and I think it's it's uh, you know little things like that, and it'll just to, to get you out of that 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 dead end and and get going again. Well. Yeah, I, I guess we, we have to get going with this show. <laughs> yeah, let, let's go ahead and uh, cover a little bit from the last two episodes of The Biggest Loser. All right, so Father Roderick, we are going to talk a little bit, just give a, a brief recap of last week. I think we can just uh, do that and then move right into episode six of season nine. Yes. Well, the, um, the episode five was not very important. There were a few developments that were interesting. Um, the, the green mother, you know, uh, her daughter uh, was, was voted off or she went home. Uh, and so she's the only one left after, uh, the, the, the elimination. And she, there's a 911 call in the middle of the night and she gets rushed to the hospital. And it turns out she had, a um, how do you call that? An appendectomy. Yeah. An appendectomy. So she had her appendix removed. 
she, yes, she had this difficult word of the dictionary. Um, <laughs> And she, but so she returns and she's post surgery, so she can't do almost nothing. And but you can tell uh, from the look in her eyes that this lady is determined. Oh, she's yeah. got fire. And and we've seen in both episode five and six that that is what what's paying off. She's nowhere near elimination anymore. She's she's very strong. Well, they even and, the the thing that uh, got me with her story is that immediately after the surgery she comes back and she gets up at five o'clock in the morning and she walks how many miles yeah i don't uh, i don't know lots i like <laughs> she's, she can 12, only do walking yeah she can only do walking but she walks like 12 miles and yeah. or and it, I, I can't i can't remember exactly how many but it was a lot of miles uh and and it was just oh my gosh and she's she's out there and the other thing the doctor said um he's dr hazanga came in and said um you know we you know when they did the surgery they actually had to to fill your body with this salt water when this salt water it's like seven pounds of salt water and this seven pounds of salt water we can't try to get that out of your body your body needs that Mm-hmm. And so she, so she, if you can imagine, she's got number one, she can't work out. She's got like the, I can't work at, out at the gym. She's got the seven pound disadvantage. Nobody's ever had a seven pound disadvantage. And, and she's just back from surgery. So obviously she's getting eliminated. And, and her, and her daughter is gone too. I mean, it's just everything that can go wrong went wrong. Right. And she's a fighter. And not and only that, but she's also not that heavy. She's not like, she doesn't have, oh, yeah. she's not like one of the big guys who can just, you know, mm-hmm. do some stuff and still going to drop a bunch yeah. of pounds. Blink. They, the, some of these guys, they blink their eyes twice and they lo- they've lost a pound. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was very, in that respect, this, the, the fifth episode was very interesting to see the different attitudes because you've got this 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 green mom and she's a fighter and then you've got orange Darius, you know the guy who never got a girlfriend who's always the funny guy and it hides kind of a very sad tragic life where you know he's given up on himself yeah and you, and you can tell in this episode five that he's given up and jillian has a hard time getting him motivated so she she's got to talk with him and and he kind of comes clean with what's been bugging him for most of his life and um and there's this amazing and jillian is the best for that she's got this amazing pep talk where she tells him well daris come on you've already lost 50 pounds and that is you've been able to do that because of your courage yeah and so she really turns him around and he's got good results on the scale at the end of the episode and it shows that it works and he really found a bit of self-esteem. So that was great to see. We also see in this fifth episode, the arrival of both the, the or the return, I should say, of the blue and the yellow team. Remember, they it, they yes. were eliminated in the first episode uh, in this biking co- uh, contest, and then they had to try to lose as much weight as possible. And then, of course, the, the the team with the biggest weight loss would be able to return to the ranch. Now, I had great respect for both these teams. I, I thought the blue team and the yellow team were more motivated than any of the other teams in the in the uh, on the ranch. Um, so that was great to see. Well, the, the yellow team wins. They've lost tremendous weight, but the blue team, both of the, these girls were very good losers, very, you know, very motivated. And, and you could tell that the, 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 the switch had been flipped and they will certainly be, 
very successful, I think, in the rest of the at home challenge. And 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 the yellow team really, I love these guys. Yes, <laughs> O'Neill with his daughter. What's her name again? Like Golden Sunshine or Sunshine, something like that. I think. Oh, Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh man, and he is really he is coaching her. Yes. And 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 he's a he's definitely a game player. But he's not playing the game like the red team where you, you're kind of like, yeah, we don't like game players like that. But he's like, he's like, but he's got this big smile in front of the camera and he's like, oh yeah, I'm playing the game and I'm enjoying every second of it. Yeah. And there's so much motivation in his eyes. So, oh man, I was immediately totally in love with the yellow team. I was like, oh man, I hope you guys are going to really get very far. Well, Father Robert, uh, I want to mention something about O'Neill real quick. And this uh-huh. this was a couple episodes back. It was like two weeks into the 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 uh, season, and I forgot to bring this up during that episode when we covered it. But uh-huh. I want I want to tell you, I I knew without any shadow of a doubt, I had no doubt in my mind at all that the yellow team was going to be the team that came back. This to, to to be able to come back on the ranch after the month. And what 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 made you think that? Because two weeks in, they said, "Well, it's been it's been two weeks. We're going to check in on the blue team and the yellow team to see how they're doing." And they and and if you remember, if you can possibly recall what those scenes looked like, both the blue team and the yellow team, they were very serious. They were both very adamant. They were working at it. They were working hard. No question that both of them, as you said, the flip the switch was flipped. They were working mm-hmm. at it. But I, I have, there was a scene where O'Neill says, I see myself there. He's on the treadmill and, and he's on the elliptical and he's on this other equipment. He says, I see myself there. I am there. I am back on the show. I am in this competition. I will be there. There is no, there is no doubt in my mind. I am back on the show and, and, and his motivation in his, he visualized it. I'm, I've done everything and I will do everything to get back on the show to lose more weight because my, I'm doing it for myself and I'm, and, and more important to him. I'm doing this for my daughter. Um, yeah. and, and it's like, I knew based upon the, I mean, you could just tell that wasn't rehearsed. That was, he was visualizing. I am back on the show. I, I, I'm not working myself to get back on the show. I am. And so I'm working out today as though I need to compete with everybody else that's still in the show. And it was that attitude that just convinced me. And I meant to say it back then so that I could say, uh-huh. see, I was right. But, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, I knew when they checked in on after two weeks with what yeah. I saw from him, that attitude and folks, oh, yeah. that, that's what we're getting here. And, and a little spoiler for those who, you know, we haven't talked about the end of season, uh, episode five yet. But guess what? Seven pound disadvantage, surgery, can't work out in the gym. Uh, uh, well, guess what? She did not get eliminated. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's the attitude that we have. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it's um it's interesting that O'Neill actually with the the him visualizing this goal that is always on top of every list of you know the books of when you read these self help books you know, the road to success or whatever, change your life in 40 days. It always starts with visualize where you are going to be and make it concrete. So imagine yourself, if you're currently overweight and you're at the beginning of this journey, imagine yourself, visualize how you will look five months from now, one year from now. Try to Imagine how it will feel to not walk around with all this excess weight. Uh, visualize how it will be to 
to play games with your kids and run outside and accompany them when they go to, to do sports, etc. Imagine how you will feel. That is the strongest motivation that you can create for yourself. Absolutely. Father and, Ryder, and through. I, I used to look in the mirror and the the big heavy set guy with the big chins and you know with the neck that you know kind of well I don't know if I had a neck it was just kind of <laughs> it was just the big chin uh, you know but the thing is, is I, I looked at that guy and, and and of course you know after getting out of the shower and you know seeing the big belly and all this other stuff, that that's who I was mm-hmm. you know that's the that's who I am that's that you know like it or or not you know, I have to be happy with myself. And that's what I always had been told. You need need to be happy with who you are and stuff like that. But I always visualize when I think of Cliff Ravenscraft, when I visualize what I look like, I visualize that guy I've seen in the mirrors for so many years now. But I want to tell you, Father Roderick, I don't now. I mean, I I, I have people that it still shocks me because I I go to these new, new media Cincinnati, these social gatherings. And it's funny. Every time there's somebody there that hasn't seen me in several months and they go, Cliff, did you lose weight? It's like, oh my gosh, your face is so thin and and stuff like that. And I looked, you know, and and I don't really see it. You know, uh-huh. I, I I don't see that. I mean, I see myself in the mirror every day. Have I really lost any fa- uh, weight in the face? Seriously? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I'll sit there and I'll be with a client and I, one of my consulting clients, and I show them a video that I recorded like last year, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm almost embarrassed to show you that. That's not me. I don't look, <laughs> dude. I don't look like that anymore. Uh, well, this this video was shot in four by three, and so it's now I'm showing it to you in sixteen, 16 by, by nine. nine. So it's a little bit stretched out. <laughs> yeah. So so the thing is, though, Father Roderick, what I what I I look in the mirror now, and you know what? Sure, I've well, okay, I've lost fifty four pounds, and I think I'm at like a total of fifty loss now because of what's happened recently. <laughs> but you know what? I look at myself in the. I'm still in the obese category, folks. And I look in the mirror, and there's still the big belly there. There's still a belly, um, and 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 there's still some flab, you know, and, and all this other stuff. But you know what? When I look in the mirror, and, and when I think of myself, I see myself as a thin and and healthy individual who still has to shed some layers off. Yeah. I, 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 it's like, it's, it's like I, I'm just considering, I'm just a bear that's hibernating for the winter time. And, and this is my winter coat. <laughs> it's just looking at the grotto instead of at the, the bear inside. Exactly. That's exactly. true. The thin, the thin cliff is in there already. And the only thing, it's like, uh, was it Michelangelo who said, uh, you know, when, before he did this, any sculpture, he said, like, I've got this big block of marble and the, the sculpture is already there. The only thing I need to do is to chip away whatever is not part of the sculpture. And with uh, with weight loss, it's exactly like that. You got to imagine that the the real you is or the healthy you is already there. Yeah. The only thing you yeah. need to do is to kind of peel away all those extra layers, and but it's already there and it's attainable. Absolutely. Well, let's so, uh, let's move yeah. on. What uh, is there anything else that we must go through? I think John goes below the yellow line. Nobody expected yeah. that. Oh no, that was a big surprise because he's he's been very successful. But yeah, it was a it was a shocker. So he goes home, and and, and I think everybody liked him. Uh, everybody liked the the Brown team, you know these the, the twins, and and since they were so heavy and overweight, you kind of root for these guys. You you want them to be successful, and then the fact that they are going home so quickly, uh, it's sad. And uh, and also a little bit undeserved because he put in a lot of effort. Whereas for instance, the pink team. Um, yeah. you know, you can tell that these two ladies, uh, mother and daughter, they're not really giving it everything. And again, there, uh, as usual, when there is a problem with motivation, there's something else going on. It's not the trainers. It's not the, 
the ranch. It's it's something inside of them, and then that comes out as well during a conversation in in episode five, where especially the daughter, the the I forgot her name, but uh, she she's saying that you know the fact that her her dad died in front of her eyes that that's been uh that's the root of of the of her being overweight and then i first at first thought yeah that must be traumatic to to lose your father but actually it comes out that there's an even deeper problem and that is that her father always degraded her always made comments about her being too fat etc and then he gets ill and he dies very quickly and they've never been able to talk about oh, that. Man. And so she never had closure about that. Yeah. And then Jillian just tells her, you know, well, what would you say to him if you could, if you could tell him right now? And, and I think that is, a, that's, uh, again, it's, it's a lot of this journey is psychology. It's, it's like this mental, this, 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 block, this blockade inside of her that she, you know, she still feels like I am a loser. I'm, 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 I don't deserve to be here. Um, and, and it's, Instead of visualizing what she can be, she's always reverting to this kind of self, this, this very negative self-talk. Uh, and it's basically, it's not even her talking to herself, but it's her dad that she hears inside of her. You know, you're fat. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to be skinny. And, um, and of course, that's, that's how her- she sees herself. Oh, yeah, totally. Because, she, I mean, the, the, what parents tell their children is, has so much more impact than whatever anyone else tells you later on in life. Absolutely. I mean, I, when I look back at my, uh, at my childhood, gosh, the things that people told me in the first 12 years of my life have, uh, are like 500 times more important than anything else afterwards. I've had lots of criticism afterwards, but you're, you're, you grow up, you know how to deal with it, or at least you're stronger. But the things that people said to you, I can remember moments where, you know, kids in school told me stuff oh, and, yeah. and, and were, were, were laughing at me. And I still feel the pain, even though it's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm 42, almost 42 now, but I can still feel that. Whereas a lot of the criticism in my uh, adult life or when I was a student, I'm like, yeah, yeah, people said that, but you know, I'm over that. And so, yeah, the, the, a lot of the negative self-talk often has roots in what other people told us, and especially people in our close environment, in our, in our own family, told us when we were young. Right. But it's something we have to deal with. We have to face it and get over it. And, and if we can't do that by ourselves, by, by all means, seek help. And, and Jillian was like, uh, and she says that in her, um, when she still had a radio show, it's something that she said uh, to people calling in a, a lot. She said, there is no shame in getting some therapy. I've had therapy. And, and I was like, this is one of the most successful coaches in the world. Yeah. She's yeah. world famous. And she openly admits, uh, you know, I've had therapy and I needed it. And it did me a lot of good. And I love her for that, to, to, to kind of break the taboo around that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's something that is um, very worthwhile information. There's so much taboo. If you go to see a counselor or a therapist... It's it, it there is so much negative energy around that, but sometimes you just need to talk to somebody who can give you professional advice, help you see the bigger picture, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all we all have been maybe uh, mistrained to think about things in a, in a, in the wrong light for so long, and sometimes you just need somebody who knows that those things that you've learned all your life or that you've internalized those aren't true, and you need right. somebody to help you understand what the truth is. Exactly. 
And it, 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 it comes back to what we talked about in the episode before we talked to uh, Felipe and Sione, when, it, when we talked about, you know, you've got to see the truth. You've got to come clear with yourself. You've got to, and, and, and a lot of this, um, you need this, this external perspective. That's why we have the community around this show. That, that's very important that we kind of help each other to, yeah. to be realistic about who we are, where we are, where we can be. And it's, I think that is one of the most inspiring things. And, and we, we slowly, gradually, uh, we'll, we'll go into episode six. That is something that struck me so much in episode six, where you've got the gray team, the two Tongan, uh, I think they're also cousins, right? Yes. Anyway. And they struggle so much. I mean, the, one of these guys, Coley, he has this very negative self-image. And it is Bob who really helps him to get over that. And, and, and that's what I love about Bob and Jillian as trainers. What I think makes them so, such good trainers is not just that they know how to, how, to, how, to, how to work out people, but it's because they see their contestants already as winners. Absolutely. They, visualize them as the people that they are going to be at the end of the journey and and you can totally see that that is what what helps these people get out of the of the misery that they're in because the trainers trust them and they they give literally they give hope that there is another future and uh and i think that 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 is the the greatest gift that you can give to someone is looking at the person not the the, uh, not with the eyes of someone who just kind of See, well, okay, you are overweight, you are this or you are that. But, but almost looking at someone the way God must look at us. God never gives up on us. And he right. always sees us, not, not just as, yes, he loves us the way we are, but he also sees us, sees the person that we, that we will be with his help. And I think that, that, that is always an exercise that I try to do when I have got trouble with in relationship with people or I'm like, ah, oh, that people, that person really rubs me the wrong way. I constantly have to remind myself, well, hey, but I, I should look at this person not just with objective eyes, like I don't like this person because so and so and so, but I have to look at this person, you know, it's someone who I don't like yet. And who I don't love yet, but it, uh, there is another person underneath those layers. And I have to always look at other people um, and give them room to grow. Absolutely. Just like in, in, in ed- education, when you've got children, I don't have children, but I imagine that if you look at your kids, you don't only see the goof ups. You don't only see the things that they do wrong. Yes, of course, you have to correct them when they do something that is that is not good. But at the same time, you already see what your children can become and, and, and you give them room to grow. And, and, and that is, I think, so important in any journey of, of, uh, uh, in any development uh, process. Absolutely. We need to feel that someone is looking at us the way we, we, we can become and, and, and that will give us the motivation. Exactly. So, so from, from episode five, the biggest things that I see there, uh, the biggest takeaways that I see are number one, uh, your attitude is everything. I mean, it, do you, do you see yourself as a failure or do you see yourself in the process of success? I mean, and, and you know what? No matter where you are, no matter what you did today, last night, the question is today, are you a failure or are you on the path towards your success? And then, how do you see yourself? And this is why, Father Roderick, we talked about um, two weeks ago, we talked about the importance of being honest to ourselves. And I'd like to play some feedback from Maggie. You mentioned how important we are to each other in this community. And this is what Maggie had to say. 
Hey, Cliff and Father Roderick. This is for the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. I was calling to tell, to thank you guys for talking about not lying to yourself last week and, you know, being honest and including being honest when you are keeping your calorie journals. Um, so thank you for that. I've been really trying to be more honest with myself and um, especially on lose, the Lose It application, <laughs> which sometimes it's hard to see. But um, really appreciated that and really needed it. So it was definitely something I realized, oh, wait, I'm doing that, and that's not a good thing. So thanks, guys. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, yeah, we—it's amazing how how we think that you know we can just hide from ourselves. Father Rock, I want to. Have you ever heard of a place? Uh, now I know that you're in the Netherlands, and and I hope that you never want to eat at this place. But uh, there's a restaurant over here called Five Guys Burgers and Fries. <laughs> never heard of that. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I've ne- I had heard I'd heard nothing but great things about this place. And, uh-huh. and, you know, I, I'm, I've, I've no longer, I'm no longer a fan of, of French fries, uh, as, as much as I used to be, but I'm a huge fan of anything that has salt on it. So if you put French fries, salt on French fries, of course I like them. Uh, but anyway, um, and, and I've, I've been, you know, eating healthy, but recently my wife has said, you know, I'd love to just have a good burger. And we've heard there's, they finally opened one of these things up over at our, in our area. And so for lunch one day, we went there. And of course, you know, I've, I've been kind of like, ah, you know, the calories, blah, 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 blah. So, so anyway, we go there, we eat. And the only thing they have to order, the, seriously, the only thing they have are these big, gigantic, juicy burgers, uh, which are amazing. They taste so good, by the way. Uh, and, and they have these, they're fresh cut uh, potatoes uh, cut into fries and they cook them in 100% peanut oil. Right. So that immediately you walk in, it's like, oh, 100 percent peanut oil. That must be healthy. Right. So <laughs> obviously that's not what I'm thinking, but that's what most people are going to be thinking. And um, so I go there and, of course, I order a, a, a cheeseburger and I, my wife and I share a large fry. And um, so we go there. It's like, wow, this is really good. And normally that's I would have ate that entire large fry myself. Uh, and I would have had the burger and I would have probably felt just barely satisfied. Well, I went there. It was it tasted great. I came home and I went to go enter my calories. So I go to five guys, burgers and fries. I want to say, number one, kudos to them uh, for putting the their nutrition information, including the calories for their meals. Uh, Father Roderick, the burger, 840 mm-hmm. calories, a, wow. a large fry. 1,400 calories. Wait a minute. The fries are more than the burger? The fries were one, the, a large fry was 1,400 calories. Now, Father Roderick, now uh-huh. they, they put everything into a bag. And by the way, this ra- restaurant is packed. I mean, there was no seats available. Uh, so but they, but they put all your stuff, they wrap these burgers, put it in a bag, and then they put, you know, they, they give you the large fry and they fill it up to the top. And what they did is they actually took another scoop and put like an entire other scoop on top of the burgers in the thing. So just to give you extra value, Ugh. enough for two large fries. Now, of course, did we throw those extra fries away? Well, I'll just let you guess what happened in my scenario, given my current emotional state and physical activity and everything. But you shan't throw it away. <laughs> exactly. What that? Who throws food away? So, Father Roderick, <laughs> I want to tell you, my calorie budget for the day is fifteen hundred calories. Yesterday at lunch at Five Guys Burgers and Fries, I had two thousand calories for lunch. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just for lunch. Just for lunch. And, oh and, and you know what? It tasted good, but you know what? I don't ever want to eat there again. I don't. I don't want to eat there again because that's just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And, 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 and so I, I share that. But of course, you know, what am I doing? I'm going to my Lose It application. It's like, do I really share with the community that I just had 2,000 <laughs> calories for lunch today? <laughs> but I put it in. I, I put it in. So Maggie, I put my 2,000 calories of Five Guys Burgers and Fries in the Lose It application. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> good for me. At least I can feel good about the fact that I was honest with myself. Right, right, exactly. Well, that's the beginning of uh, of health, right? It's it's yeah. a, a, an honest assessment of where you are at. And uh, this is a nice uh, segue to uh, to episode six, where it starts with uh, our contestants entering an Olympics training center. Of course, this one is, is all tying into the Winter Olympics currently going on. Uh-huh. And so they do the whole torch thing, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, you know that this is filmed somewhere, I don't know, in August or September. So... Uh, but anyway, they got to tie that into uh, to current stuff on NBC, of course. And then, um, but I, for me, the interesting part of this episode was the nutritional information in the beginning of the show. Um, there are some nutritionists present, and they get to to tell us, the audience, what athletes eat and and how they eat. Because of course, you know, these are sports people, and so what kind of diet are they on? And I was very surprised to hear that it, it, it very much depends on the type of sports that they do and that uh, there is a range in calories, in intake, between 1,600 cal- calories a day and 8,000 calories a day. These guys can go to, you know, to your restaurant four times yeah. and still it would be within their calories. And, and, but yeah, but here's the important thing, and this is what I loved about that, is that's not true. They couldn't go to my yeah. restaurant no, right. because th- while they may eat, eat between as little as 1,600 calories or as much as 8,000 calories, I loved the fact that it, they said, you know what, it, now for this guy... It, it, he, let's just say you had two different sports and this person's doing this kind of sport and this person's doing this kind of sport and let's just say both of them are allowed to eat 3,000 calories both but they yeah. eat completely different meals one of mm. them has a big huge plate of spaghetti for all the starch but the other yeah. person has absolutely no either little to no starches at all because of the type of sports they are and I it's, loved it's, I loved that explanation that it's not just the 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 number of calories no, but it's the it's t- about the quality it's the quality of the calories that matters actually i freeze frames because the information went by really fast i think they were afraid of losing people you know it's because it's it's kind of theoretical but i i wanted to freeze frame and and i so i jot down all the information just to for for uh, because we are trying to learn what is what we should eat and so there were three meals one and this is one meal, right? Uh-huh. So had for the speed skaters, people that have to deliver, uh, 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 and have to burn a lot of energy in a short amount of time. So you need stuff that burns up really quickly and gives you sustained energy for a short amount of time. So these speed a speed skater meal, seven hundred fifty fifty calories, high carbs. So carbs is, for instance, all the pasta. Uh, that gives you sustained energy. That feeds your your muscle tissue. And I remember when I was training for a marathon, um, in the final two weeks, I had to eat a lot of of pasta because it builds up uh, energy in your muscles that you can then burn in in the course of these four hours that you run. Spaghetti meatballs. Uh, they, uh, the spaghetti is there for the carbs. The meatballs for the protein. 
Yeah. And then also yeah. chocolate milk for the protein. And then for recovery, that was interesting that they mentioned that. If, yes. So after yeah. they did their speed skating, you they eat a recovery meal uh, with mostly chicken and lettuce. And the chicken is, is a very high quality, especially chicken breast, high quality protein. So it, and it helps with the repair of your, of your muscle. And, and so if you, you're doing a lot of weightlifting, um, in order to repair the tissue of your muscles, chicken is a very good source of protein. And of course, lettuce, uh, salad, very good to kind of fill you up. Uh, it gives very good quality, um, carbs also. And so, uh, it, uh Sounds great. I've I, I've never seen on the Biggest Loser the mention of a recovery meal. Yeah. Then you had the, yeah. the the second meal was weight the weightlifter meal. Now these guys, of course, uh, it's all about these peaks in energy. They need, of course, to build up a lot of muscle tissue, and so uh, their meal was very high on protein, uh, a, a bit of of carb to maintain weight, lots of fruits and vegetables. Uh, uh, pasta as well, and then healthy fats from from guacamole, which is basically made out of avocado. Uh, that that is the most healthy fat that you can eat, right. uh, but very a lot of calories in there. But uh, I, I I eat avocados twice a, twice a week in my salad. Yeah, and the and the and you have this note next in in our in our show notes here today. And, and what I I find most valuable from from this little um, bit of the show is that it is very clear: food equals fuel. And for me, I I found myself, you know, a lot of people say, you know, well, when you go to eat and you're thinking about emotional eating, you just need to ask yourself a couple questions. Number one, am I hungry? And I want to say that I, I don't like that question because I don't have a good definition in my mind internalized. I, my, my, my definition of hunger is, is there an intense desire for food? (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's what I said. That's what hungry means to me. It's like, so if I'm emotion, if I just finished eating a $2,000 five or 2000 calorie five guys and fries meal, uh, and all of a sudden I come home and all the, there, there's just like, wow, this amazing dessert. Am I hungry? Well, the question is, do, well, do I want it really bad? Well, yeah, I'm hungry. Give it to me. <laughs> but, the, but what I've learned to say is instead of the question, am I hungry? I ask myself, does my body require energy from food at this point in time? Yeah. And that, and that's really the, and of course that's what really you're supposed to be. That's what, you know, is your body hungry? Does your body require food for energy at this moment? And the truth is, is, well, if that's the case, and if I know that my body will turn fat into fuel if necessary, I don't have to worry about being hungry for quite some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff to, to burn. And, and you know, the food is fuel. I mean, that, that is very true. It doesn't mean that you don't ha- that you can never enjoy food. Right. I, I noticed that, that, that when I started to pay attention to the quality of the food that I ate, that actually my taste buds were waking up. They were like... Hey, wait a second. There's something, there's something else out there. <laughs> you know, you start to appreciate food much more if you pay attention to it. And, and then when, when you switch from just looking at the quantity and, and, and the lots of salt on the food. And then, you know, you start to, to eat, eat more diverse. Uh, you, you get more vegetables, fruits. And I started to appreciate food much more than I did when I, uh, when I was still, you know, in, 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 in binging mode. So, uh, yeah. 
Well, uh, and then uh, before we go to the rest of the show, uh, there was a, a third meal uh, for a guy who wanted to gain weight because he was doing judo. Um, and again, it was not just about overeating and eating anything. Uh, even if you want to gain weight in a responsible way, build build, build muscle or whatever. Um, so he had a, a 1,200 calorie meal, but it was quality carbs. Um, so it was whole wheat bread, banana, uh, lettuce, uh, whole wheat pasta, chicken breast, noodles, but but quality stuff. And and yes, you gain weight, but you know that it's not it's not the you know the love handles that will build up. But it's your muscle that is going to be built up. Absolutely. And then of course after after we had that, there was there was yet another uh, product placement. And I want to say that we got sucked in, and we decided to go out and buy some extra gum. You did. Yes. <laughs> We, we did. In fact, we even got the one that had the biggest Funny. loser logo on it. And I want to say, <laughs> folks, it's not true. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them out on it. It's not yeah. true. Uh, what is not true? The, the idea that the flavor, you know, because you, it, 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 was, it was right there. It was, they were at this um, Olympics training place, and she's looking at that, you know, the, all the desserts that are there. And she goes, oh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. such a sweet tooth. And he says, here, just have a stick of gum, and it's five calories, and it really cures that, that craving for the sweetness. And I'm like, folks, all I'm telling you right now, you, you, I, I stick a piece of five calorie gum in my mouth, and wow, the, the, I will say the flavor is amazing. Uh huh. But all it does is it actually stirs within me the desire for more flavor and gum. You want to eat more. <laughs> so the gum loses its flavor, and uh-huh. I will spit it out and throw in another piece, and 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 then spit it out uh-huh. and throw it. It's like before you know, you've got you know, sure it's low calories, but at the same time, all it's doing is it's creating a false sense of fulfillment and i and, yeah. and you know what i my my desire should not be to fulfill a craving for sweets but to say why do i want this and what emotion am i trying to medicate or what you know why why am i using extra gum as an anesthetic to repress <laughs> feelings and emotions I've got a much better way to uh, to kind of uh, combat sudden cravings. Doesn't require gum. Just brush your teeth. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to. If you brush your teeth and then after that you take a bite of a of of some a piece of chocolate or or a, a pudding or whatever or a piece of cake is like, ugh, it's not good. It doesn't taste well at all. So you know, after dinner in the evening, if you want to prevent yourself from uh, from binging on a, on on potato uh, chips or anything, just brush your teeth right after dinner, and yeah, you will not crave that much. Yeah. Also, in this episode, um, they had Coley, who was obviously depressed and and felt really bad about um, who was it that went home that he felt awful about? Uh, John. He was uh, the, the the second. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, the twin from the Brown team. Yeah. He really took that hard and didn't feel like he was worthy to be there. That John obviously needed it more, um, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And and he just, you know, it's like, man, I, I'm not worthy, you know. And, yeah, he had a breakdown, and then and, and his brother was crying as well. It's uh, they both kind of broke down completely. Whereas they were so motivated so far, and and now it's like, oh gosh, yeah, there is more. There's more emotional baggage than I thought. Because when I saw these two gray guys and how much they were working, and they, they, they have been extremely consistent over the weeks, I was like, wow, why, why, 
why are they overweight? These guys are so motivated. And now this episode, we see the, wait a minute, there is an issue there in, in self-worth, you know, that sort of stuff. So uh, that's what I take away of this whole, there were some, some other challenges and, and, and that's just a regular uh, Biggest Loser stuff. I mean, it's entertaining to watch, but there's not much in it to, to teach us. Um, but uh, let me wrap up the summary of this episode by saying um, there was, there was an, an incredible surprise at the end because two people were going to be eliminated and uh, one would go immediately below the red line and would have to leave even without a, a vote. And uh, so you see this whole long, long, long uh, way in. And then I, th- I thought about, you know, oh, he, she's going home. He's going home. She's going home. And then boom, Melissa is going home. Yeah. The, 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 the mother from the red team. Like, What? Yeah, and, she, not, and not she, only that, but she gained a pound. I still, I don't know. She was all like uh, doing the, I'm so brave. And I, yes, I want to go home and, you know, I will win the whole at home challenge. I was wondering, and I'm, I thought, I don't think I'm the only one judging from the reactions on the forums and on the Biggest Loser fan, um, Biggest Loser um, Facebook page. A lot of people were like, she probably wanted to go home. She just wanted to go to her children. Yeah. And she said, uh, after she, she, she gained that pound, she said, you know, I, I realized that I'm never going to win this uh, because I don't have enough weight to lose. And so perhaps it was a calculated move to just go home and yeah. be with her kids. I don't know. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, if, you, if I look at her compared to everybody else, she didn't, you're right, she, di- she didn't have the weight to lose like the other ones did. I mean, obviously she has weight to lose and otherwise she wouldn't have made it onto the show. But when you compare, she's right. I mean, and she's definitely a game player. Um, and stuff like that. And of course they showed an update and she has lost some additional weight. Uh, and nothing spectacular, nothing, nothing major, but, but I, but still, you know, it's only a couple months in. And so I think, I think we'll still see her. I think she's, I think she's definitely got some, some stuff where I think at, at the end of the season, we'll be surprised. I don't think she'll be the biggest at home winner or anything like that. But I think when we see her at the finale, I think she's going to be okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I'm, I'm not worried about that. But anyway, that was a big surprise. And then, of course, someone else also fell below the yellow line. And uh, instead of a vote, uh, they had an elimination challenge. Um, and it was the the dad from the black team against, uh, I think, the orange mom. Yeah. Was it? Was, yeah. I think the orange mom will win. But anyway, they... they they stopped the episode before we saw the reveal. So it's like next week. Oh. I hate it when they do that. Absolutely. We'll see. Well, hey, Father hey, Roderick. Do we have some feedback? We uh, do. From, from- yes, we do. In fact, uh, I've got two pieces of audio feedback and then we'll wrap up the show here. Uh, the first one comes in from Maxine and she's calling in from Sweden. And this is what she has to say. This is Maxine from Sweden and I'm going for the biggest loser fan podcast. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Father Roderick. I just wanted to say thank you because I love this podcast. It's a great show. I started watching The Biggest Loser um, six years ago in Australia, and I really like this show. It's nice to have uh, people uh, discussing it because um, here in Switzerland, nobody, nobody watched this show. Um, I started watching The Australian Biggest Losers. Yeah. And um, I'm waiting for the UK to start. I heard there was also a season in Germany. 
and I was wondering if you watched um, this season, any of them. Okay, thank you, and bye-bye. Well, Father Roderick, how awesome is it to get some feedback from Sweden, and somebody else who, like yourself, is you are watching some of those other shows, aren't you? Well, not yet, but I heard that from some some of our listeners to uh, mentioned that the the Australian Biggest Loser season has started. They have a a daily show instead of a weekly show, so it's kind of spun out. But I I, tr- I enjoyed the Australian Biggest Loser last year tremendously, so I'm definitely going to watch it, especially because you know it's lousy weather here. It's winter. It's cold, and in Australia they uh, they are you know having barbecues every evening. It's summertime there, so I I just need to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's therapy. But I, I might, um, uh, I might do a like a recap or, or uh, do an update next week, um, uh, uh, you know, and and uh, talk about what's going on in these different countries because it's uh, it's interesting stuff. Absolutely, and and, and that's something that uh, you and I have talked about is that after you know this show goes off here in the states, that that perhaps we might even pick one together to kind of watch and review uh, and yeah. and pick up a, a you know off the internet. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. All right. And then one more piece of audio feedback, and this is from our good friend, Mari. And Mari, he had to say this. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Father Roderick. Uh, my name is Mari. I'm calling you from Southern California and the good old US of A. And I'm leaving you some podcast feedback on Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. Um, I've been a listener of both of your networks independently for a number of years now. And uh, it's been a joy listening to you both on the same podcast. Uh, interacting with one another rather than just plain feedback from one another. (laughs) Uh, But I wanted to just share a couple of insights. Um, I really enjoy the podcast for this reason and that I no longer have to watch the show. I still record it, and I watch the half hour at the end uh, when they weigh in for the community. The rest of the drama I can do without. Um, I'd rather just listen to your recaps of it and your insights on what we can do as those perhaps not even watching um, or have the ability to watch the show, but just to listen to the recap of the show and what you draw from the show has been in very encouraging and inspiring. And that's the second reason. Um, today is my 30th day that I started my journey of becoming healthy and um, using your tips, um, walking a lot, using the application uh, Lose It on the iPod Touch is where I use it. I also use that uh, Nike Plus sensor. Uh, which opens an application hidden within the touch. So using uh, just some common sense, decreasing portions, listening to your tips, being inspired by your podcast, I have lost 13 pounds. So I just wanted to leave that quick feedback. Many blessings to you both independently and collectively in your efforts in podcasting. Continue with the great shows. I'm going to continue listening, supporting. Thanks. Bye now. Good job. 13 pounds. Awesome. That is that is awesome, and I'm glad. 30 days he's been at it, and, uh, you know, folks, it's it's not too late for you to get started. And, uh, you know, Father Roderick, you and I have, uh, you know, been on this journey for a while. We've certainly hit some roadblocks here and, and some stumbling stones and all this other stuff. We're moving forward, and we want to invite you to join us in the pursuit of a more balanced and healthy lifestyle even if you don't watch the show, we are glad that you're listening to this episode and uh, very thankful for that. Now, Father Roderick, you have some other podcasts. We, you know, I think we, you and I mentioned before we started recording that we'd like to just kind of share some of the other things that are going on in our lives uh, as far as what we podcast about. And uh, you want to just share with somebody some of the, the other stuff that you have available online? 
Yeah, uh, let me mention two shows that I'm excited about. Uh, first of all, I already mentioned it earlier uh, in this episode. Uh, my 40-day health and holiness boot camp. It is basically a challenge that I that I set myself. You know, I want to become a more spiritual person, a better person, and a healthier person. I think these two journeys are kind of intertwined. And so for 40 days during Lent, I'm uh, I'm, I'm doing that uh, like 10-minute episodes about how I'm how I'm trying to make that as as concrete as practical as possible. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And then something totally different. Um, I do a podcast, a new podcast about one of these social games that you can play on Facebook, and it's called Farmville. Um, it's it's a dangerous game because it's very addictive. Um, but it's also a lot of fun, and there is a huge worldwide community playing this game. Uh, more than 70 million, seven, not 17, but 70 million people are playing this game. And so I, I started a, uh, a podcast called The Secrets of Farmville. It's a lot of fun. We don't take the game too seriously, but it's, it's just a, a nice conversation starter with a, a whole brand new audience. So if you play this game or you want to hear more about, uh, about social gaming, check that out. Uh, both shows can be found on uh, www.sqpn.com. Now, Euclid, uh, for, for you, I, I think the most important year in the existence of your network has has begun because it all started with a, a podcast that you did about Lost and that, that kind of kicked off this whole gspn.tv adventure and, and now we are in the final season of Lost. We are in the final season and we are really uh, excited about what's going on in this final season of the TV show Lost and if you guys have not uh, heard about our podcast you can find it over at lostpodcast.com just go to lostpodcast.com. I think we're at 240 some odd episodes now. And and we, we do a show twice a week. We record one right after the episode is finished airing. That's our initial reaction. And then uh, I spend about two to four hours researching what everybody else in the community is saying about the show and all the theories and hidden clues and all these other things. And we do another hour long show on the weekend, which is our weekend review. And so if you guys are interested in Lost, the TV show, check out lostpodcast.com. It is, it is a blast. Oh, it's a, it's a great show. I love listening to it. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like, what do you want to do? You've seen, you've seen an episode and then you want to talk about it with your friends. Well, that is a show where, where that happens. And, you know, I th- I'm, I'm thinking Lost, The Biggest Loser. There seems to be a common theme there, and it's it's hosted by two of the biggest losers that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the hey. most successful losers, I should say. <laughs> well, we want to thank you all to uh, for um, listening to this show. Leave us your feedback, comments, everything, how to find us online. All this other stuff can be found at biggestloserpodcast.com. And until next time, everybody, be a loser. <laughs>